Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. of our souls because as you've probably discerned the kingdom of heaven is an inside out job it's an inside out job in fact Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven lives on the inside of each one of us so it is so important to open up the well inside our souls and to have the well inside our souls well watered. So the title of my message, there it is, here we go, is How Well Is Your Well? How Well Is Your Well? And there's an interesting woman that I want to speak about today from the Old Testament. The funny thing is, wherever I go and preach this message, and I've preached it in a few places now, No one has ever heard of this woman. So I'm so excited. I feel like I'm preaching a really unique message. So let's see if anyone's heard of her here. Don't be ashamed because massive churches, no one has lifted their hands. All right, her name is Axor. Has anyone heard of her? Oh, yes. Okay, yes. You know your Bible. Very good. Okay, so her name is Axor and she's actually an amazing woman. It's unbelievable that she has not been preached about regularly. Axor is the daughter of Caleb. Caleb's one of the great warriors in the Old Testament who took the promised land with Joshua. Caleb had a daughter and in one of the battles that Caleb was required to fight, he promised his warriors whoever won the battle would win his daughter's hand in marriage. So his daughter, someone won it and he promised his daughter to her. And he's, let me read from the Bible, let's just not get too lost. Judges 1.12, all right? And Caleb said, the one who attacks kiriath Sefer and captures it, I will even give him my daughter Axor for a wife. Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, captured it. So he gave him his daughter Axor for a wife. Then it came about when she came to him that she persuaded him to ask her father for a field. Then she alighted from her donkey and Caleb said to her, what do you want? And she said to him, give me a blessing. Since you have given me the land of Negev, give me also springs of water. So Caleb gave her the upper and the lower springs. Okay, so this is a really interesting story. Axor was given land by her father, but her land was dry. She was given the Negev. It was a dry land. Can anyone relate? Has anyone got areas of their life that are dry? Maybe it's in the work area. Maybe it's in the area of provision. Maybe it's relationally. Maybe it's in your family. We've all got areas that are dry. And Axor is in this word to teach us what to do about our dry lands. It's really interesting. She did not go to her father and say to her father, oh my gosh, you've given me a dry land. Please change it for the fertile one. 
I mean, I've done that a few times. I have done that more than a few times. But Axor did something different. She said to him, she said, Father, since you have given me a dry land, give me something besides. Give me the springs of water. And he gave her the upper and the lower springs. And I believe that Axor is a picture of the church today. You see, the church has been placed in a land that is dry, that is hostile to the Son of God and that can be barren. And as the church, you and I are not called to jump ship, go straight to heaven. (laughs) You and I are called to cry out to our Father for living water for the dry land that we've been placed on the inside of. We're called to cry out to our heavenly Father. This is what an Old Testament commentator said. It doesn't take us long to discover that our fields are in the land of the south, arid, hard to cultivate and lacking moisture. All true vocations can be hard and trying. The purpose of the existence of the kingdom of heaven upon earth is to conquest and overthrow the kingdom of evil. This means that all who serve in the master's service have to fight. It often happens that because vocations are found to be hard, the disciple comes to the conclusion that what he thought to be his calling is not truly so, that he has made a mistake. Who's been there? I must have made a mistake, God. This is challenging. Well, he goes on, this commentator, and he writes, What then? The undaunted soul betakes itself to prayer. The vocation is hard, almost unbearable. Never mind. Get down from off the ass. That's, that's the donkey. Okay. Get down from off the ass and pray for a blessing. Get down from off the ass, the donkey, and pray for a blessing. There is here no thought of surrendering one's calling or of saying, this is too hard a thing for me, take it away. She didn't ask her father to change the field. She asked him for water. All true callings are developed through petition and prayer before our heavenly father for the water of heaven to come and irrigate the land in which he's placed us. You see, it's very unusual for God to place us on mountaintops, blossoming lands. It does happen at times. There's seasons when it's all blessing. But often we find ourselves in valleys, in barren lands, in difficult times. The prophet Ezekiel, he was picked up by the Spirit of God, not by the devil, by the Spirit of God and placed in a valley of dry bones. Why? To die and become a dry bone? No. He was placed in the valley of dry bones in order that he might prophesy, in order that he might prophesy the word of life, the the living water of heaven's word into a land that was dry and barren and cause those bones to live 
cause those bones to awaken. Valleys are places that God's people are called to bring life. Dry lands are called to be irrigated by our prayer and by our faithfulness. Do you know that in the Bible, every single battle that was fought was fought in a valley? Your personal battles that you must fight to get stronger, to overcome, to grow in Christ, they will be fought in valleys. Don't despise those valleys. Don't run from those battles. You fight those battles and you get the victory so that you can enjoy your mountaintop when the Lord takes you there. Every battle fought in valleys. The water runs through valleys. There's no time that we hear the word of God more real and more rich than when we are in a valley. That is where God's word flows through revelation. We know that the word of God is always referred to as water in the Bible. It flows in valleys. Some of you are despising a situation that you have found yourself in or a journey. Start to thank God that it has brought you the revelation of the living word of God that you would not have experienced had you not been in that valley. Had you not gone through that journey, you may never, ever, ever have drunk from the truth, have encountered Jesus Christ, have entered into the salvation promises that are in God's word. Start thanking him. Start thanking him for your valleys. They're a blessing that's rich. And so this woman asked for the springs of water. And Caleb, representing our heavenly father, gives her the upper and the lower springs. The upper springs represent times where the spirit of God's flowing. Like when we're in church and we're in worship and we feel the presence of God externally and it's coming down. Or times of blessing when all of a sudden the provision tap turns on and favor's happening. They're the upper springs. But you and I know it's not always monsoon season. It's not always monsoon season. There's times when it's dry. My friend recently travelled to the land of Israel and was struck by the number of wells in that land. God's people knew you had to dig a well. The wells are the lower springs. The wells are the inner wells of our soul. How well is your well? When the upper springs aren't flowing, when times are tough, we need a well that is clean, that is alive, that is healthy, and that is flowing. How well is your well? So I've got five steps (laughs) for our inner well today. So how do we establish this well on the inside? The word of God is very clear. When Christ sat by a well and encountered the Samaritan woman who was thirsty for water, he said to her, you drink this water, you will thirst again. But if you drink from my life, a wellspring of life will flow within you that will never stop. Christ is the living well on the inside of us. For those of you that have never received Christ, 
there'll be an opportunity in a, just at the close of this service for that living well, that spring of life to be opened up on the inside of you so the waters flow in your soul. You see, our soul is this well. The author Dallas Willard wrote, Our soul is like a stream of water that gives strength, direction and harmony to every other area of life. When that stream is as it should be, we are constantly refreshed and exuberant in all we do because our soul itself is then rooted in the vastness of God and his kingdom and all else within is enlivened and directed by that stream. In the book of 1 John, John speaks of us prospering and being in health just as our soul prospers. Again, this inside-out job of our soul being filled with the water of heaven and prospering. So the well is established through a life, the life of Christ on the inside of us. The well is continually watered by a rich devotional life. This is our daily personal time before God. There is so much provision for us to have a rich devotional life. This Bible's available in so many formats. There's apps, there's programs, there's so much. If you're struggling with that, I encourage you to talk to your pastors and learn how to have a rich devotional life. It looks different for everyone. For some people, it's journaling. For others, it's worship. For some people, it's going to the gym and listening to a message and worshipping God. We all connect with the Lord in different ways, but our own personal development of our relationship keeps that well inside of us watered. There's a woman in the Old Testament, Hagar. She was sent out into a wilderness with her son and she thought she was going to die. And God in a moment opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and it kept, kept her alive. Some of us are struggling with such hopelessness and despair that we think we could almost die. I really pray that today the Lord will place medicine on your eyes to see the well of hope and provision that's found in his word for you. It's watered by a rich devotional life. Point three, our wells need to be unblocked regularly. Do you know that in the old times, wells would get filled up with like dead animals, sometimes with like huge boulders, and it's no different for us. The wells in our soul get clogged up with dead things that we need to take out. Take away old hopes and dreams that have died and they need to go so you can let the well of life flow on the inside of you. Things from the past, it's time to let them go so your well can be watered. There's idolatry that blocks our well. There's sin that blocks our well. There's pride. There's unconfessed sin, lust, sexual sin, different things that block up our well. 
And today, again, in the prayer time, if that is you and you know you've got a boulder in your well that needs to come out, I want to pray for you that the presence of God will come and remove that boulder from your soul, that the love of your Father would flow. For some of you, it's bitterness and unforgiveness. It's hurt and anger. God's love wants to come in like a rushing waterfall and heal those parts of your life. We need to, point four, sanitise the well. When the Israelites were in the wilderness, it was their tough season between Egypt, captivity, and their promised land. They were in the wilderness and they complained and they grew bitter. And there's a story during that journey where they came across a well of water that was bitter. And what they were instructed to do at that time was to throw a stick into that water, that the water would be sweet and you can drink it once again. That stick represents the cross of Jesus Christ. You see, in our journeys in life, our water just gets grubby. Sometimes the length of the journey produces pain, bitterness, anguish. Sometimes there's hurt from others and there's just a grubbiness, day-to-day grubbiness. And we need to come before the cross regularly, actually daily. We need the cleansing sanitation of God's cross daily in repentance. That's a turning from sin, forgiveness, receiving Christ's forgiveness and forgiving others. Our founding pastor of C3, Pastor Phil Pringle, he says it's not about living a perfect life because none of us can. It's about living a cleansed life. It's not about living a perfect life. It's about living a cleansed life. And that happens daily as we come to the cross. And my fifth point before we close in prayer is we need to cover the top of our well. An actual well has a covering and it doesn't stop the water from being taken out and watering others, but it does stop a lot of junk from getting in. We need to guard our hearts. We need to guard our hearts to let in the good, to let in the cleansing water, to let in worship, love, community, to fill us. But we need to guard our hearts from the things that pollute and damage us. We need to guard our hearts. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital, where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi.